0: Chapter 10, Scott Wins Again That evening, Scott told his wife what had happened over the past week, including the mini-disaster he created, but also how Ray was helping him recover. You've never been a quitter, Scott, and I know you're going to turn things around. Indeed, that was his plan. Scott and Sarah looked at each other and smiled. The last weeks and months had been challenging, to say the least. Next afternoon, he would meet with Gary again, which he was nervous about, but he was also eager for it because he knew Gary couldn't help but notice his team's success. Numbers don't lie. Scott spent the next morning mending fences with his team. He immediately gathered the employees together and apologized for his military-style accountability program. He saluted them and jokingly told them to salute back, and of course, everyone laughed. When the tension was broken, he announced a new plan, which he didn't even call an accountability plan, but instead a back-to-back plan meaning they would all have each other's back. He reminded the team members that their purpose was to help people fly to their destination safely and on time, and to do that, we must all have each other's back. Scott's new plan involved restructured regular team meetings to discuss what was going right so everyone could participate in the team's victories, but also to discuss what was going wrong. When failures would arise, Scott would open the door to discussions about how the team Could look at the data, be more proactive, and make smarter decisions. The environment will be super positive and encouraging, giving everyone the opportunity to celebrate together and also to problem-solve together. We're accountable to each other here, which shows we care, Scott told the team in closing. The message was well received, and the team members left the conference room encouraged and ready to nurture each other towards more productivity. Gary makes things complicated. Scott walked into Gary's office, where his boss was buried in reports. He didn't say anything when Scott sat down. They were both silent for a few minutes as Gary continued to browse a pile of spreadsheets. Scott was nervous because Gary looked confused. Scott, I'm not sure these reports are accurate, Gary said as he looked up. Why so, Scott replied. He knew the reports were accurate, but he played dumb. I I just don't understand how things could have turned around so quickly. These numbers are outstanding said Gary. Scott took time before the meeting to review all of the spreadsheets, so he knew them backward and forward. He immediately jumped in and explained to Gary in detail why and how the numbers looked so good. Gary simply sat back and listened while Scott described in great detail how his team had executed so well. He also described what Ray had taught him, but never mentioned the mentor's name. My team has a purpose, Gary, a reason for doing what they do each day, All of my team members understand why. They're in the game. And, as you're aware, we have a story to tell, a purpose for doing what we do. I've also built in expectations so that every team member on my team understands what the company expects, particularly in terms of our values, Scott explained. Gary didn't reply, but he let Scott keep talking. Gary, we look out for each other. We trust each other and we hold each other accountable. Gary was still silent and stared at Scott as if he had no idea what he was talking about. Scott just smiled. The numbers spoke for themselves. Gary paused for a little while longer and then looked down, grabbed a file, and handed it to Scott. Scott, these are some new policies and procedures, and I need you and your team to start referring to them every day. It's imperative that we as a company begin to raise the bar in terms of how we're going about our work. Learn this material and make sure your team does the same. Let me be clear, this isn't a suggestion, it's a requirement. Gary said all of this in his typical know-it-all boss fashion. Scott didn't argue with him, but took the folders as he agreed to study Gary's new policies and procedures. Gary looked down and returned to work without saying anything else. Scott stood up and began to walk out the door, but then he paused briefly and looked back at his boss. Have a super day, Gary. Gary didn't look up. When Scott returned to his desk, he browsed through the files that Gary handed him. Inside, he found copious notes with many detailed instructions. It must have taken Gary many weeks to compile such a list. He certainly was a glutton for detail, but since Gary was his boss, Scott pushed ahead and met with his team. They literally spent the better part of the day reviewing each and every item Gary asked for, which essentially was compiled into a long list of documentation. It appeared that he wanted the team members to document every action that would be taken every day and practically every word that would be said. Well, it wasn't quite that bad, but he did insist the team spend a great deal of time making a record of their work. Scott wasn't naive, and he knew that Gary's thirst for documentation would stifle the team's morale as well as their creativity. It might also lead to some team infighting. Hey, you forgot to document that. Too much documentation would simply paper over organizational or personal issues. Indeed, during Scott's meeting with his team, someone raised his voice and astutely observed that Gary had invented a process fix for a people problem. Scott, I don't think we have a problem with our process. If we have a problem, it's just getting the team better and motivated around the work each day, said Bill. They all worked together the rest of the day and then left the office and went home. But Scott didn't go home. He took a walk to the hangar and sat down with Ray. Ray, Gary's really thrown another wrench into my work. He's demanding too much reporting and too much detail. I'm going to lose my head. Ray doesn't miss a beat. He walked over to his whiteboard and wrote three words. Keep it simple. Ray talked to Scott about the importance of reducing everything at work to bite-sized nuggets that were easy to consume. Rather than going full throttle with detail, do the opposite. Reduce the fractions, Scott. Don't expand them, he said. Now, this doesn't mean you shouldn't have a manual or a guidebook. A full airplane manual has hundreds of pages, but the pilot isn't paging through them before each flight. Instead, we do a complete but simple pre-flight, which is simply a visual walk around of the airplane. Then we jump into the cockpit and locate the flight control column, more commonly called the yoke. The systems and gauges look pretty complicated, but in reality, they're not. It doesn't take much to control a plane. We simply locate the throttle, browse about seven flight instruments, find the landing gear control, and place our feet on the rudder panels. And pretty soon, we're airborne. I'm not saying it's simple, and neither is your work, Scott. But neither a pilot nor a manager should have to spend much time in the manual. You should spend most of your time with what's most important and not the details that are irrelevant to the task at hand. Ray stood up and wrote three questions on the whiteboard. Will it be better for our customers? Will it make it safer for our people? Will it improve our company's position? Try to narrow it all down to these three questions, Scott. If what you're doing goes above and beyond these three questions, you might consider spending less time on it. Simplifying your work processes and tasks reduces complexity, streamlines operations, and eliminates unnecessary steps. This leads to increased efficiency and productivity, and it will lessen the stress around the office. When tasks are straightforward and easy to understand, employees can complete them more quickly with fewer errors, saving time and resources. Simplicity fosters a collaborative environment where employees can contribute their ideas and expertise without unnecessary obstacles. Scott intuitively knew this, but Ray's words always motivated him to take action. He walked back to the office, not only ready to tell his team, but also to tell Gary. He was keeping it simple from now on.